coming up on this episode. At the height of the business, I felt invincible. Okay? There is nothing I couldn't do. You almost felt like anything you touch turns to gold. It's a it's a pity we have we have got to a point whereby we measure success by dollars and cents. And I don't know how much money is enough. Because I have made some money. In my life I have made some cash. Yes, you have. But did it make me who I am? Your life is a mishmash of issues. But what do guys see? The nice car, the you know, that you're this big shot. That is what you see, but in underneath there is such a turbulent lifestyle that you're not dealing with. Wow. And there are stories to be told. And I have to say, these conversations contain mature themes and listener discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. And thank you for listening in. This is Living Truthfully. Welcome to episode 30. Two, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, what a journey this is. And every time I'm in studio, every time I'm having these conversations, I'm mind blown at just the wealth and the depth of conversations that we are having. And because that's exactly what we're going to have today. Last week I did an interview on anger. And thank you for the feedback that you've shared. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a man in studio. I have a man I've admired for many years. A man I've known for many years. A man who's had probably one of the most interesting entrepreneurial journeys that I know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome with me, one Mr. Moses Berito. What's up? Wait, 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 wait. I, I forgot to say, a man with a mature voice. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, you need Saudi Apesa, Saudi Apesa. I hope it's a letter chapa. It's a letter chapa. Mose, welcome to Living Truthfully, man. Cheers, Amani Asante. And thank you for coming. Asante. Well, I want to start by just saying, bro, you've been so good to me in terms of the feedback that you've given to the podcast and to the conversations that we're having. Thank you for encouraging me, Bana. Imagine, Amani, you're very welcome, but you'd be surprised it is you who's been good to us because you've given us an opportunity, and I say us, as myself as a man and many other men, to be able to actually talk about things that we probably are dying with and we never actually voice out. Mm. So it's actually us who should be saying, and on behalf of many men who are not here mm. and many that you met the last weekend the last i weekend, say i say hey, thank you boss I, I want to talk about that last weekend <laughs> on the podcast um Mose put together a little barbecue and he had a couple of men and a few and a few ladies and we just had real talk in the middle of the night uh somewhere under the stars of Nairobi, or oh, well, somewhere between Nairobi and uh, a neighboring Machakos county. Machakos County. Machakos County. Yeah. Uh, bro, what did you think of that space that we had on Saturday? I think it was amazing. Um, just, I mean, it started off quiet, and a lot of us have known each other. We, 
um I went to school with the to Strathmore with some yes, of those yes, guys. Yes. Uh some of them we ride with and of course some brought a friend along. Mm. But it was it was interesting how it started and of course there was a bit, as much as we know each other yes. there was a bit of shyness so but uh, after after a few adult drinks <laughs> and and enough nyama and enough nyama guys uh, fungo adroho and it was interesting to actually understand that a lot of us are going through interesting and very diverse uh, um experiences mm. but are literally dying inside or dying with them because they don't feel it i think we feel we fear that we'll judge we'll be judged badly or you'll mm. be seen as a failure or you'll be seen as not the person who you've maybe portrayed yourself to be yes. so it was a nice space and i i mean the feedback i've got uh, a lot of them saying thank you especially the younger guys yes, who are there yes, yes. who found it extremely valuable mm. to understand that these successful guys i mean you looked outside it yes. looked like Toyota Kenya showroom oh, wow, 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 yeah wow, 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 but yet guys are telling <laughs> that's you that's a nice story uh, baby <laughs> <laughs> but yet guys are telling you things are thick yes yeah you know for me there were several things that you did right on on over the weekend and uh, one of it was just a group of people that you brought together there was such a good mix in terms of age but also diversity in terms of culture um i mean there was an indian guy <laughs> who is nothing indian <laughs> in fact we call him forbes in, in our circles <laughs> in because circle. when we were in school we mm. figured that that's the f- guy most likely to succeed or yes. most likely to be on forbes magazine and and i think he and is. trust me yeah. he's the guy who's but taken they, his company to the stock exchange but wow. look would you tell no like by the time i realized i was mind blown i realized on my way back to nairobi because we we shared a ride on my way back so you did you did that right to put the right group of people together but he said something interesting men were shy to sort of start speaking and that's very true of how we treat each other we could be friends for years but we never say the things that are really inside us until maybe an opportunity like that is created and i think you guys had come together because you'd listened to one of your friends on on this podcast Why do you think we don't speak? I don't know. I think we're just raised to be problem solvers. Yes. Okay. Mm. So the moment a guy comes and starts telling me his issues. Mm. What is my first thing is let me how can I solve the problem? Mm. So if I can't solve his problem, uh either I duck mm. or buy him a beer. Mm. <laughs> get him drunk and they were like I will kona shida mingi sana. You just have a you have a beer. Don't yeah. worry. These yeah. things happen. So we then tend to Uh, want to go out there and so and you see mm. it's it's difficult for us men to go and ask for help mm. yeah mm. and sometimes that in that in that space unless you have a very so you find people getting to a very desperate position mm. before they actually say and if you remember some of the conversations yes. there was a conversation about a, somebody we know and we'll, let's not mention their mm. name right now mm. who committed suicide yet yes. he was hanging out with his boys yeah they were having drinks they were doing things together but n- nobody knew how bad things were mm. until until he had gone until he had gone yeah and listening to steve who's again was in our class yeah personally i was very surprised mm. because steve was our go to guy mm. and to imagine that i know steve but i did not know and uh, we meet and we say hey how are things hey biashara ni mbaya things are thick. but it's become a normal yeah, conversation exactly. how are things are yeah, things, things are, are thick, thick. <laughs> 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 nikubaya nikubaya imwai jubilee ah, you know that's yeah. that's 
standard story yeah. for Kenyans. Yeah. But how bad are things? So we all we are all fronting and I think we dis- we were, we talked about it that yeah. day. People are just fronting and they, but they're not willing to say that I'm doing badly. Mm. And it doesn't have to be financial. It could be on any other things. It could yeah. be on a family level, it yeah. could be on a personal level. We don't go out and say that to other men. Mm. Yeah. That brings me to you. You know, um we've shared we, we know each other's stories. And we, we've shared uh, conversations that for us some are unspoken <laughs> until this year. Mm. And Mose, you you actually said, you know, you're ready to come and have this conversation. And I want to start there and say, why have you been so open with me? And you know, and I, I heard you on Saturday. And dude, you you spoke your heart. You spoke your heart on Saturday. That was blame it on the al- alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke your heart. No, but I, I mean, yeah. well, maybe the alcohol lubricated it. <laughs> but it's true of who you are today, and I like the fact that it's true of you today. What I, has prompted it? I think. Look, I I believe I have lived with certain issues that I've had, and maybe never faced them or didn't even realize that I had them mm. for the like maybe the last 25 years. Mm. But when I say listen to your podcast, it was at an interesting time also in my life. Mm. I don't know something happened last year and as frivolous as it may sound, my dog died. Mm. And I was so shocked mm. and by how how much grief I felt. Mm that my dog died mm. and you know it's it's your pet it's a dog mm. and maybe we're becoming muzungus or something <laughs> but i was literally grief stricken mm. and that it occurred to me and then around the same time there was quite a number of people who i know or are close to me who either passed or no but so it's quite a few funerals mm. and for the first time i actually seriously considered my own um, that I, I'm here I could die anytime mm. not that I'm hoping to or something I'm doing that but the, my own live, my own mortality life, yeah. became a reality mm. and then I realized I was very alone mm. I felt very alone and very lonely mm. and that's a bit strange because as I said on Saturday I, I know I don't know how many people I know you're popular i know i don't know if i'm popular but well, i know well, a lot of a people great network. i know so many people yeah but i can easily say i can count if i'm lucky with both hands mm-hmm. people i can call friends but the number of people i know uh if i had to invite them to something i would need to do it in a stadium or some gymnasium like kasarani but the people i really value or oh, who are of real value to me mm. can fit in my sitting room and that that is the space i was in at the period when we started chatting then i listened to you and i think where we connected is when you talked about christmas yes and um, we talked about this and mm. for me christmas has always been an ugly time mm. because either i'm alone mm. or i am on somebody else's plan Okay. So I have my kids, yes, but at that time they are with their moms. Mm. So you're always alone. So you are you know how difficult it is to find a guy with bila plan over Christmas. Okay. I realized, Mazi, I'm that guy. Yeah. 
So at least you have one. <laughs> so so you find that it's a period you actually don't you're, like. You're alone. I, I you're alone. True. You yeah. don't like it. But it's also very difficult to go and say that this is the issue. So you just decide you're a Grinch and everything. Mm. And for a long time, Christmas is just another time that comes. Okay, I also have other issues. I hate Christmas carols because mm. they've been the same since I was born up to today. <laughs> I can't stand them. But yeah. Musicians but that, out there, you've heard, Mose is looking for new carols. Yeah. So for me, that was where I connected with what mm. you were saying. Mm. And it occurred to me that the reason I actually, I never thought that, that was the reason why I hated Christmas. Mm. And when I think about my life, I can count how many Christmases I've enjoyed. I've either been with friends, if I'm in a relationship, I'm now with your family, but I'm an outsider. Yeah. Yeah. But I have never had. So in my life, I've had like two Christmases I enjoyed. And those are the Christmases when my children have come to me and are with me. And I actually, that is the time I connected with you. And I think I called you and I mm. said, hey, you've got a point there. But it made me understand that for a long time, there may be things that have been going through. And there are mm. days I get like incredibly lows. And, uh, but I don't know why. You, you've just got a low day. You, uh, you don't even, maybe there are days you decide, ah, Leo Marathon Series. Mm. But it's not because that you, when, you, when somebody tells you, what are you doing at home? Ah, I'm just watching telly. Mm. You're literally fronting and you're saying, hey, look, I, I took the day off. Mm. No, you didn't take that day off. You're in such a low place that mm. you can't face the world. But sometimes you don't even know what it is that's making you low. So listening to your story, I started relating to so many things that you were talking about and your guests was talking, were talking about that I could see myself in. And that is actually why I found it very easy to speak to you because you, I could relate. Mm. And I did not feel you'll judge me because here is somebody who's going through a similar issue or who has gone through something similar. So they may understand yeah. where I'm coming from. Yeah. yeah. Bro, let me say, you know, you calling and having these conversations with me, it shaped my world a bit. And I want us to talk about that for a second because in my world, you're pretty successful. Okay? My my first interaction with you was when you used to run a yes. studio. <laughs> Level 1 Productions. Mm. Um... I was, I'd, I'd come there, uh, you were at Hathere, on Hathere Road, and mm. I'd, I'd come there to do a shoot for a Maramoja ad with guys of Newton Bates. And uh, I think that that was my first interaction with you. And then I realized you had done Omo Pickerbox. In my world, TV and media, for people who are not in the industry, it's glam and it's inaccessible and it's fame and it's money. And that's, that was my first image of you, yeah? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Omo Pika Box Show. It's new, it's exciting, and there are fabulous prizes to be won. So you're very successful. I saw you set up your second, your, your, your second. I don't know if it's your second business, but the next business, which was the, the, the portable uh, loser exclusive. And I, again, I saw a business model working. I mean, Mose, I, I paid exclusive to do events for me, you know, mm. and for my clients. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, but then you owe me too. <laughs> I know you give I us a service. I took care of your shit, boss. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, Moses used to say that uh, this is a, one business where it's easy to collect money because, uh, you know, if people don't pay you, you tell them, you'll, you'll take them back. <laughs> <laughs> take them back their shit. Um, and, and then, and I've seen you transition even from that business and, to, you know, to go into 
uh, one of one of the big four and just you know make affordable housing. So in in my world, you're successful. You're you're where I want to be, yet you're going through the same challenges as I am. And that was mind-boggling for me. It's a it's a pity we have we have got to a point whereby we measure success by dollars and cents. Preach, preach. Okay. And I don't know how much money is enough because I have made some money in my life. Mm. I have made some cash. Yes, you have. But did it make me who I am? No. If today you're reading my eulogy, will mm. you talk about how much money I made? Mm. So it's not important. So what is important? And that is what we have to start redefining what is success to the person. My friend, you're speaking truth. And maybe now at this point, and mm. sometimes, you know, hindsight is 2020. 2020 yeah? is. At this point, I can feel that that was not, that was not success. Mm. Was it? It could have been a, a certain level of success because mm. I think when I was in TV production and even from my very fast business i have had a good level of success as in the business yes, sphere yes but have i been a successful man for me those things didn't define what i would think being successful mm. today what do i measure my success as is how actually i measure my success from my family mm. how well are my kids taken care of mm. how well can i what can i provide for them mm. because that is my legacy mm. those that is what i i will leave behind mm. yeah mm. but biashara the car i drive the watch i wear the whiskey i drink flowers it's flowers mm. and they wither and and they wither and they wither yeah. and what we actually should be thinking about or what i'm trying to now get myself to think is what are the roots what are the things that remain mm. yeah those friendships that mm. you know you can count on mm. those things that are more important than these flowers that we are or these things that we are chasing mm. that the moment and if i give you my car journey one day i, I put it on facebook my mm. car journey is ridiculous there's a day i thought what car haven't i owned but do i really care did it what difference did it make did i get to mombasa in 2 hours instead of 5 because mm. i owned a certain car Yes, maybe it has a bit more comfort, maybe the AC works better, maybe the stereo sounds better. Mm. But at the end of the day, so it's just a car. Yeah? Mm. But however, when you when you sit there and recently uh, recently my daughter was in China for all scholars mm. and I see this trophy that mm. they won and now they are glo- going to the global round in Yale mm. and I literally wow. shed tears. Wow. Well, she, this is the first time she'll hear that but <laughs> anyway i literally wow. was crying yeah. and i figured w- that for me is what's important mm. that is actually what is important mm. that is success mm. it is her who's it is her brain but for me my job is to provide that enabling environment for her to be the best she can be mm. as my parents did to me yeah. not for me to amass as much cash as i can hey If along the way I do amass some cash. Well, I'm great. Mm. But I'm also not very good with money <laughs> because if I have it, I share it. Yeah. And sometimes a, a bit too much. 
it's not it's not a bad thing and i'm here and i'm hoping he'll yeah. <laughs> as he almost talks on his coffee let's talk about roots mose let's talk about roots let's talk about where you where you've come from mm. the family that, that that you grew up in mm. I, we were just talking about buru as you grew up well, what's what's your background back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i sit and wish i was a kid again well i'm a last born of four boys mm. so uh, I grew up in Buruburu estate. Mm. Uh, that's where we lived until I moved out of home at a tender age of kiddo 18, 19 there. Mm-hmm. Um typical family, I mean uh, dad was a civil servant so was mom. Mm. Uh, my bros are scattered around this this town. Mm. And it was what I would call I would say is normal upbringing. Yeah. There is no day we starved. Mm. There is no day I was ever sent home from school. Mm. There is no day I went to school in torn shoes or torn shorts. Mm. So I had a good childhood. I had a, a good childhood. Maybe now as I grow up I'm realizing that maybe there are things that happened in my childhood that I didn't uh, deal with. Mm. But in reality my childhood was great. I did all crazy things <laughs> to live a bike uh, lions made that ice cream box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah we <laughs> we smashed all the with fairs we smashed all that street lights in Buru yeah. all and we put that estate in darkness <laughs> yeah as kids we there's nothing we stopped the train because we could go and yeah. we get around on the train to yeah. do fumparo ko damchacha normal things such as a draft and a draft up and on a draft board to up across studio so it was a very normal childhood went to Westlands primary school so then after that went to highway I was secondary school in South B. Yeah. That's where I learned all the bad habits, <laughs> yeah, which was nice because mm-hmm. it gave it gave me a different it was not as sheltered as yes. uh, as Westlands yeah. and uh, there there were the diversity of people were crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we were taught how to do things like toivo. <laughs> For those uh, millennials who do not know to evil, uh, just stay like that. Don't even look for it. Don't, don't look for yeah, it. Yeah. You'll be grossed <laughs> out. <laughs> But uh, I mean um uh, through highway finished in 91. So I'm Amzee Kidogo and then um literally started working straight away. I started as doing a uh, CIM diploma and mm. I get, got a job and the way I started working was quite strange because mm. I never went looking for a job mm. I used to act at the theater mm-hmm. with some guys who we had met at drama festival when we when we were in school oh really mm-hmm. and we started our own theater group and put two or three productions then mm-hmm. now I'm talking about 92 boss eh? wow mm-hmm. and then um I met this guy the late David Ohingo the musician. Yes, yes, yes. And David told me he was putting together a radio show. Yes. And those he took me to a studio where Citizen is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Tamasha or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was recording this radio show. So listen to it that's the first time I ever been to a studio. Mm-hmm. Then came back to where he used to work which was in Longona place a place yes. called Fast Forward. Yes. And I was listening to the takes and writing for him which one's mm. work. So I was mm. like you just introduced me to your intern. I was yes. not an intern but mm. I was helping out just mm. to because it was something fun. Mm. And the muzungu who ran part of the facility came and just started screaming at me because he found some young boy sitting on his equipment doesn't know what I'm doing there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking eh 
<laughs> Mutogo, what's going on? Me, I've done nothing wrong. Me, I thought David was the boss. Yeah. Was. And so he told me if, Alan tells me, if you're going to come here and use my equipment, I can, you can as well make yourself useful and do X, Y, or Z. Yes. And all I had was time. Mm. And there I was doing, and that's how I started working. So I started by logging, what we used to call logging tapes. Today yes. people do it electronically. Yeah, you literally, wow, shuttling, yes. for, fast forwarding, you write in zero one minute, 33 seconds, zero five, this is what the guy says. Yes. You literally Root, transcribe yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, And that's what I started doing. Mm. And that was around, that was a part of in 93. And towards the end of 93, when I was doing that, uh, a war broke out in there was a war in Somalia and there mm-hmm. was a war in Rwanda. Yeah. And the company I worked for then called Fast Forward used to provide logistical services to international TV crews. Mm-hmm. So I'm free. Yeah. I go to college in the evening. So yeah. I threw myself into that and I used to assist in any way they, which they, they if it was it, going yeah. to go to the airport, collect tapes, come, mm-hmm. log them, edit uh, and put them out on via satellite yeah that's how i started and before i know it i was full time i've not gone home for a week i am living literally in longonot place wow. yeah in one of the the, the office oh, had an yeah. apartment yeah. so i literally moved out of buru to longonot place yes, that yeah. was the a full upgrade a right? full <laughs> upgrade before no, then they gave me my own apartment so i wow. lived in three apartments in that place and that is where i started so all my boys who when they were in campo they yeah. all used to come and hang in my yeah, in, in the, my digs in me who's yeah. not gone to campo yes. has a house in yes, longonot yes, place yes. i have a moats yeah wow. and then them they're chewing kitabu in uh, in ku or main campus yes. so that that's basically how i started Wow. And then in towards end of 93 the company got a gig to do Omo Pika Box. Mm. And so the way the company was set up we had a production side that used to do adverts, mm-hmm. we had a facility side for editing and we had an animation side. Mm-hmm. And nobody could be bothered to do this game show. Well, after yeah. all what is a game show? It's going to run on KBC. And me uh, as a 20 year old yeah. I was too eager to do it. And so the South Africans came who were doing surf picker box yeah. and I was the guy trained and 94 we put together our first episodes of Omo picker box which we shot at KBC wow. a con- and I was the guy in charge because other than the two South Africans who came when they left after that I was left with that and I ran with that for a good almost eight years from 94 to around 2000 so that's actually how I started in in that journey Wow. But that's not how I started business. Before we had done, I had done cybers or I had done cybers with when there were no cyber cafes yes, with yes. a pal of mine called Adrian. Wow. Adrian was my first friend in in primary school. Mm-hmm. We ended up opening some cyber cafes. We had one in Kenya Cinema, another one in Costo. Wow. Yeah, so that entrepreneurial thing has been there with me. Mm. I don't know where it came from, whether I was born with it or it's just necessity, but uh, so I started there at Fast Forward and Somewhere along the way we were the company went bust and you around 96 and you're jobless mm. but you have a project yes you have you have, have, have almost yeah, so I started freelancing so I would freelance from one place to the next yeah. vivid features yes. and got which, which blue sky door, yeah. exactly but vivid 
was born out of one of the mm. one of the splinters when oh, fast forward oh, films okay. and then uh, blue sky films yes. were also the guys who we were with so i was freelancing and then i would say um, if i'm not working i'm not doing adverts for them i would mm. say hey can i take this week and use your company to do this production because mm. we used to record like six months worth of programs okay. over a period of two weeks wow. and then leave them and we would figure out we'd say okay this episode is going to run on 21st of October so we literally pretend it's October we mm. wish guys uh, happy Kenyatta day uh, and all that and those things so that's the way yeah and then one day at that time the marketing manager at Unilever a lady called Pauline Morioki mm. just sat me down in her office and said this model of yours is uns- unsustainable mm. we cannot be giving you such a, our biggest project mm. and your your bill office yes your villa structure yeah. you're just a guy in a car <laughs> yeah who who operates from you yeah. a mobile and a pager yeah. yeah i mean what's this mm. and so that's how uh, my first company level 1 came up and the reason why it was called level 1 is my housemate then uh, I didn't even know what to call that company so you know it's call it level 1 because you're going to go to like level 50 so you're on the first level <laughs> wow. yeah and that is how it that's how level 1 started and wow. and that I carried on with that for quite a few years mm. at least maybe around about say 10 before I exited mm. and I exited uh, the people who worked for me took it over mm. for consideration mm. But exit was not as planned mm. um, when I wanted to exit I spoke to the then people uh, the then uh, general manager yeah. and I said I I want to exit yeah. and if, as I exit I would like you to take over mm. but let's agree on a on a deal on how I exit over the next three years and you then take it up because yeah. it's something you'd like to do and the reason I was exiting is I felt that in that TV production space mm-hmm. there's nothing I had not done mm. there was nothing else to prove yeah. i had done tv shows i had done who wants to be a millionaire i had done international adverts i had been to, i had done movies yeah. there was nothing more mm. but i was getting frustrated at the point whereby as much as we were doing excellent work and mm. we were doing i felt that i was still struggling to get noticed mm. so you go to an ad agency and you're fight and you're being treated like you're a startup that started <laughs> that you opened shop yesterday yeah, yeah. but amuzungu shows up in this country yeah. uh, and maybe even you bring him in yes. to shoot an advert then yeah. he decides this country is very nice he's and going to stay yeah, yeah. and he becomes your competitor and now he's calling the shots so for me that was very frustrating yeah. because i'm thinking as you grow mm. doors should be opening themselves yeah. but here you are you're finding it even more and more difficult and mm. what was more frustrating is when some of the people who are the biggest roadblocks were my peers or people i felt were i thought were my friends they were my peers yeah. so i just felt i didn't want to do this anymore mm. and i opted to i opted to plan an exit but unfortunately as i'm negotiating with my then gm mm. and one of the other people who are working for me and we're negotiating and we are discussing and this is how we will exit and this is what you pay mm. and you pay me this over the next three years or mm. whatever mm. i find out that they've registered their own company doing exactly the same thing oh, no. while working for me oh no and you <laughs> just 
you're, you're there, you've checked out mentally and now somebody has stabbed you like with a machete in your back. Mm. And it was very difficult and maybe actually before Saturday, I've never said that before. Before Saturday, I never ever said how difficult it was for me mm. to, to have built this business and now I know it's 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 doing well and I want to exit and I am doing this as they say Rohosafi, mm, you know, mm. with utmost good faith. Yeah. And then this happens. So even when I then exited, because then then I had the, of course now she had to leave, mm. they had to leave and start their own business yeah. on their own and mm. and it was not it was not the best. Whoever then took over who are also still working there, mm. all I wanted to do is just get out. Because I couldn't go through that same yes. same heartbreak yeah. a second and time. And it's a real heartbreak. It is a heartbreak because it then it then makes you you don't trust. And sometimes you know we say you we you don't realize how much you don't trust uh, until maybe years later. Mm. And they 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 started. And when I look back that could be part of the trust deficiency i have today because i i while i believe and while i operate like almost like you know happy go lucky you don't yeah, care yeah. i don't trust much in reality i don't mm. but I, it's not a it's not a side of of, of myself that i show show Often, out there yeah, yeah? But, but i'm not a very trusting person wow yeah <laughs> and the journey continues. And the journey yeah. continues. Yeah. That's such a good story. I want to, at that time, <laughs> at the time, around the time of your exit, um, I think at that point now you were in my radar. <laughs> and, you know, you, you mentioned just a little earlier, you mentioned about, you know, your, some, some of the, I don't call them mistakes, but, S- some defining moments mm-hmm. uh, that happen in your life. What are some of the defining moments that happened around that time uh, when you when you were exiting and maybe when you were going through this heartbreak? What are some of the things? How how did that show up for you? I I would say one at the height of the business, mm. I felt invincible. Mm. Okay, mm. there is nothing I couldn't do. Mm you almost felt like anything you touch turns to gold. Yeah. You know, you do, if it's an advert, you walk in there, you had a confidence, you know, mm. you, you nail it. If it's a TV show, I mean, they were coming out of my ears. I was, you know, Blue Band want a show. Don't worry, you give me two weeks, I'll come up with a concept. Mm. Blue Band quiz show. Hair Glow want a show, Hair Glow dating game. Mm. So who wants this? And it was easy. Yeah. So you felt like you were on top of the world. Mm. And, but then there's still there's an unsatisfaction somewhere mm. that is making you want to exit and maybe a restlessness. Yes. And so for me, I knew I wanted to get out. Mm. But then something also happens is my my daughter was born, mm. and in the run up to to that, mm. it was not bad until until she was born because mm. I was given an ultimatum: mm. get married by a certain day yeah. before the child is born yeah. or not. And when I opted not to, mm. yeah, uh, life started going downhill. Mm. And let me tell you, 
that kind of drama <laughs> it's it's not funny yeah, yeah. it takes you down as it takes you down and you then now start you lose focus because mm. now you're dealing with other issues yes so it then tended to and because the lady who's my excellent friend today mm. in fact we had a long chat this morning mm. at that point because she was working for me mm. i wanted to now it has accelerated my exit i needed yes, to get, get out, out of this space yeah. so you're running from many things i am running away from for many things yeah and at that point my lifestyle was uh, leaves a lot to be desired <laughs> yeah mm. i mean i spent too much time in sipas in halingam mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was and because it, i would say my lifestyle was was horrible mm. if i think about it today no, yeah. but at that point it was very normal it was normal to go out for a drink every day yeah literally every, every day. day and the liver was fresh man yeah. you could wake up the next day and go <laughs> and go to work yeah. so there was there was a lot of things <laughs> happening but so that was a big defining moment mm. i think another defining moment was um was just the realization that and this i don't i i'm being very careful how i say this is that no matter how well you treat people mm. it's not a guarantee mm. they will do the same yeah. to you yeah and for me that was that was a big blow because i felt that i had treated my employees very well i hoped and i still do mm. and and I'm actually quite convinced that I did because yeah. when I look at a lot of people who came through level 1 either yeah. from internship or worked there mm. I would say 80% ran their own businesses today yeah. so yeah. it was an incubation so I felt that it was something I was doing that was right mm. and one of the things that inadvertently I did when I was at level 1 is we we created so many people in production mm that when i joined it was a muzungu business yes. i was actually i can literally say i was one of the first black owned production companies yeah. by the time i was exiting there were quite a number yes and you could anything you watched on tv from mm. news to an advert to mm. there was somebody who went through the level 1 uh, um, i would call it school so, yes so in in you then hope and maybe somewhere in the back of your mind you hope then they would reciprocate yeah. when the day came mm. so the last person you expect to be stabbing you in the back is somebody who you've helped nurture or raised mm. but who do you go and complain to no. do you even know that you're that you're you're going through that issue so it's life you it go is. have a beer and mm. you continue last week i spoke about anger and i spoke about something i learned that i learned we either express anger outwardly so you know those people who shout maybe violent you know and then there's those like me who don't really express uh, express our anger outwardly and so we implode how that implosion shows up is now through because you don't say you don't deal so it shows up through things that we do and so it, it's either substance abuse it's alcoholism it's pornography it's uh, narcissism so that it shows up in those character flaws so i've been looking back at my life and i've started to see again an angry guy but not angry physically like like outwardly but all these things that have happened 
to me, whether as a result of my choices or not, make me angry. And because I've not dealt with that anger, then, you know, I've made bad choices. And I'm wondering whether when you look back, you see a, a similar pattern. Do you see, like now, that level one story must have made really angry? What was your outlet? I would say th- when I now look back, and I have done that a lot this year, mm. a lot, and some of some of it is a bit dark and yeah. scary. Mm. And sometimes you look back and, and all you just, of it is welcome here, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you look at it and you start, and you realize that my first, my first real anger issues is when I was when we were in form two, and let mm. me just we got auctioned. Wow. I I don't know if. I know you've been talking about auctioneers. Yeah, eh? yeah. You know, you come home, <laughs> you're walking from the bus stop, and you meet your your boys and all your friends. Thinking, what are these guys talking about? Yeah. You have no clue. Mm. Because then you enter your house and there's nothing. And you know, when I say nothing, mm. sitting room, ni picha tu kwao. No picha na calendar hanging on the wall. There's nothing. On, in the sitting room. Now, as a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old, what's going on? What's happening here? Yeah, yeah. Then, the parents are on each other's necks. Yeah. It's worse than Iran and Iraq. Yeah. So they are at each other's. And what this is something my dad had in, been in a business, it's not been going okay, or something has happened yeah. until auctioneers have checked into the digs. Mm. Mom is not going to give him time of day. Yeah. And you, you are in between. Yeah. These are your parents. You are mm. supposed to love both of them. Yeah. So you have mom telling you when you make a mistake, you are just like your father. Mm. You're useless. Yeah. There's nothing you're going to do. You've not done your, you're not doing badly. You're doing badly in school. Mm. You'll just end up like him. You, And you don't realize, but somewhere in the back of your mind, those things stick with you yeah. and they show up as an adult. Yes. On the other side, dad is now absent. I mean, you, Mzees those days never, I don't know where did our fathers used to go because they were never home. I don't know. Where, where did they used to go? I don't know. They used to check in, <laughs> <laughs> check in late and yeah, leave early. early. Yeah. So now he's checking in later mm. and leaving earlier. earlier. So you, you find that you really don't see him. Mm. So you tend to also start resenting him for that for mm. and, and my mze became IMF. You you know he'll put your bus fare because I'm in a day school. Mm. It'll be there. In fact, it became just give me the money for the week. Yeah. We don't have to interact. After all, I don't see you. Yeah. So those things are there. Then you're the last one, so you're the one who's at home. Yeah. So as that is continuing, I remember going all the way through fourth form. And now I think that is why I left home so early. Because yeah. me, the moment I finished fourth form, I left to coast and I went, I stayed with my bro for like three months or yeah. something. Yeah. I remember just being told by my mom, I am only here suffering because of you. Wow. Yeah, because the moment you finish school, Amara here. So that is what I have grown up with. But what was my outlet for that? It doesn't have, exist. You, you can't, keep it. You can't have an outlet. Yeah. Until when it became, and it, it's it's sad that it got to a point where it became violent and badly violent. Mm. And she had to leave before yeah. I actually finished. Mm. 
and again what do you do so she has left you are left with your zacks and your other your bros mm. are you going to reprimand the guy no you can't you will find yourself on outside. the cab outside yeah, yeah. so you have to live with this so now in hindsight i said maybe that's why i left at the age 19 mm. i was finished i was out of there and i have never stayed home mm. i've never been back home i've never stayed at home mm. from that period oh. then you get into business or you get into uh, working mm. and you throw yourself in it mm. and for me that is what was and that was my first outlet yeah. is to throw yourself completely and 100% in work yeah and that way and you saw the success yes, which you're, you're not talking about yourself. you are able to define yourself yes. you are able to do things that maybe other people can't do mm. and now you start seeing yourself that you actually have something that mm. you can even help others or you mm. can uh, go back and help your bro or mm. help your mom or mm. something mm. so you feel that now you're feeling good about yourself mm. but today i know the, the real issue is packed yeah. it's in a safe and yeah. just locked yeah. so as you continue you pick up disappointments mm. but you don't deal with them mm. so i would even find and this is this is one of the things i found very defining is i would get into relationships mm. but i can't commit mm. i can't go the full hog mm. so what i would then my outlet would be is i if it was good if the relationship was good mm. and i'm thinking this one is this one yeah. it's looking good yeah. i would start now looking where is the kasoro Mm. there must be something yeah. and if you can't really find it or mm. define it mm. you then create it yourself mm. and what's the easiest way of creating it yourself is start another one <laughs> okay so in the process this person will leave yes not because they will leave you yes. because there's a problem with you so yes. you find that you're in a your life is a mishmash mm. of issues mm. but what do guys see the nice car the you know that you're this mm. big shot that mm. is what you see but in underneath there is such a turbulent lifestyle mm. that you're not dealing with so if it's not work then now you're you're chasing skirt left right and center yeah yeah that was the outlet you you're chasing every single day and it, it now even now make it a game mm. how quickly mm. can i get her to say yes Wow. I mean to you yeah. you're playing a game but you're playing with somebody's life. Yeah. Okay? Mm. But at that point it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you, it. You, you, you can't and I've been there. I understand it. You don't feel the responsibility. No, you it. don't. But you but then you don't realize that every time you did that and you became numb mm. to it and you continued and continued. Yeah. And then now 25 years later you're wondering how did i get here mm. how am i this person yeah how is that your default that's where you want to fall back to when you're in a, when you're in shit mm. yeah when you're in problems how what do you do and but it's because you've not dealt with the real issues that started at mm. the beginning mm. whether it's anger whether it's disappointment whether it's your uh, family issues you didn't deal with them the other day unfortunately I exploded to one of my bros and I think up to today I don't know I've not talked to him. I think he's in shock because of the things I told wow. him. And 
I found myself telling him things from 25 years ago. Yeah, or even more. And I just told him, and this is my elder brother. Mm. I told him, even me, I want an elder brother. Because I, at one point I looked and I said, I am tired to be, I'm, the words I use is I'm tired of being the first last born. Because I feel like I'm got the responsibilities oh, of the first born, but I'm a last born. Yeah. So I should be going to them when I have issues, but yeah. it's that's not what's happening. Mm. So when there's a problem, it's it's me who's been called to yeah. sort out other yeah. guys. Yeah. And then when I have a problem, You're alone. I'm alone. Mm. And so that day I just blew up and I really told him off. And I told him off. I don't regret telling him off. Mm. I just hope that he understood what exactly he I was telling his, him as opposed to um it's it's sometimes it's easier because I said it in anger and mm. I got to the I'd got to the wall. Eh? Yes. No, don't push me because I'm close <laughs> to, to the, the edge. edge. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I had got to the edge. Yeah. And so I just and that's and I found that in the last few years I find that I explode. Mm. I sometimes I can explode in anger. Mm. But where is that anger coming from? On the other flip side is I can burst out into tears. Mm. Yani, let me tell you, Amani Wachatun Semukweli. This thing called America's Got Talent. Mm. I am watching. <laughs> Yani, I'm just crying. Bro, you're not alone. Yani, I'm thinking, what the hell? And I used to do that with another thing called uh, Home Makeovers, Extreme. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. would shed. And I would bring the farmer back Yanni, to look at the digs. Yes, I'm yes, like, yes, yes, what, yes. where is this coming from? And I know that I am not shedding about yeah. what is on telly. Yeah. That there is other other things that the, it's that it's therapy yeah it's therapy yani <sighs> the, i don't know the other day we were watching something as, as and i was dropping my I was playing on the mm. on youtube mm. um, as as driving and and then i felt that that two tears coming mm. and my son is sitting over here there is no way seeing me clearing akuna mm. there is nothing yani am kaza ikufunga unaanza you know that one movies over i'm trying to dry your eyes but the tears are literally there they're just somewhere yeah. so there's a lot of things that are not they're processed unresolved, yeah. they're unresolved or there and because you never even thought about them mm. or ever thought that they were you had those issues you didn't resolve them and then in comes amani and his podcast <laughs> and you start listening and thinking uh, hold on i relate to that mm. i've been there mm. i've done that i know exactly what that guy's talking i know exactly what uh, dr gido is saying i know exactly what he's yeah. talking about yeah. i know about this hostage story yeah and you start realizing hold on i'm not alone we're i'm many. not alone we're a tribe man yeah we're a tribe and that's yeah You know, I've, you've said <laughs> something so profound. Eh? You've connected a dot for me. And you guys have cried my own tears just watching TV, man. Uh, that one, I, uh, let me actually it's, confess. It's, yeah, yeah. Crying is now, I'm no longer, I mean, <laughs> it's become kind of normal. In fact, I wish I cried a bit more because agree. when you do, mm. you tend to feel so much better. It's cathartic. Yeah. But it's, it's cathartic. Not, again, yeah. we are not trained to cry. No. 
can you imagine if a man here start crying here? Yeah. You'll be, you'll start. Now look at this nigger here. Guys, is too emotional. Yeah, it's fine, Mose. But I mean, there are places that even I don't know how to relate yeah. because I can't show my emotion. Mm-hmm. And even when I want to, I feel like it's irresponsible. The other day, I told someone that men carry even the responsibility of their emotions mm-hmm. because as a man, if you show that you feel. It's a, it's, it's possibly it's a perception. But if things were thick, biashara wise, then I went home and that was the day I was expecting a check. It didn't come. And there was a debt collector who called. And now I feel like I'm stuck between someone who doesn't want to pay me or maybe even there's no biashara mm. and someone who needs their money. And I get home and in front of my children, I break down and start crying. You know, I've messed up their world. But... <laughs> Let me give you now the the flip side. Mm-hmm. At least you're getting home to some to some to somebody. Can you imagine now going to the same same situation mm. and you open the how and you're trying to make chopping board soup? Yeah, you know the way that yeah, chopping board yeah, always yeah, smells of yeah, nyama. Yeah. Then you have bila plan. You yeah. don't know what what's gonna happen the next day. Yeah, Amani, there's so many of us who are at that point or who have been to that point mm. but have never ever said but that in, ever said to anybody yeah. and nobody even will ever know even if today I said that there are days I didn't have money for food mm. okay no one will believe because they see you come out you drive a motor you whatever mm. Mm. but there are days you have no you don't even know what you're gonna do yeah bro I you know I understand you so much and you know that mm. I know yes you know that I, I know I do. Yeah, you know that I I feel you. That has been the, a recurrent story for me. You know, it's been a recurrent story of because when when I shut down 360, I didn't have an income, and the little money I had ran out. I've told you this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've called you when I'm in distress. You know. <sighs> um, but and, but we are all there. Everybody, everybody you know, is one tragedy away from complete and utter poverty mm. all you need is a f- sick family member and everything is gone and we have to start being real because and we st- spoke about this last Saturday mm. when somebody dies people are so willing to be there and and give money and give you a beautiful send off and buy an expensive coffin but when you are alive who is there can you we, you see i have sat in committees and yeah, somebody would want to collect 5 million for a funeral would we have collected 5 million when that person was alive bro so what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing and those are the things that i have been asking myself what are we doing mm. am i that person and because we i don't know how do we get out of that why do i want a 5 million shilling funeral yeah okay yeah. maybe we don't talk about what we want when we are gone but why for what reason for so that what <laughs> so that what you're gone you're gone i hear you make an impact today Now. yeah make an impact to the people Amani, if I value you and I value what I'm, you're doing, mm. and that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to tell my friends today mm. what value they have in my life mm. as they're here. Yeah. So that when they're gone or I'm gone, there's not much left to 
to say to say and because to you knew show. and yeah. you knew what I where I was yeah you knew what I thought mm. and I think that's what I told last week and I said yeah this is why these people are here mm. there's one or two maybe who are not there yeah yeah who I could call my friends but yeah. especially in the male side yeah. but the, all my th- male friends maybe if i would count maybe around three people want there yeah. or four yeah. five max mm. however i'm happy to call them and say or to meet them and say this is what you mean to me this is mm. what you, this is what you've been to me mm. but not i'm not going to wait for when i'm in a coffee or when and i don't want them to do the same for me next on living truthfully Mose, you you had a conversation on Saturday mm-hmm. and you said why you're not married <laughs> and for me that, that that was such an important conversation but you made reference to your daughter you made re- reference to your son you've made reference to their moms mm. just paint a picture for me what what does your family look like right now okay <laughs> interesting one In the life I've lived, I am so used to being told all the bad things I've done, mm, yeah, mm. or all the places I have fallen short. Mm. But very rarely does anybody actually come and tell you what you've done or done well or done or you or you're good. Mm. And sometimes that's all you want to hear because it you can build on it. This is living truthfully <laughs>